0: So, standard disclaimer, swearing. Tired. So tired. Overtired. You're listening to Overtired on ESN. This episode is brought to you by Backblaze, unlimited, unthrottled backup for Mac and PCs. You can find more info at backblaze.com slash overtired. And uh, I'm here with Christina Warren. How's it going, Christina?
1: I'm I'm good. How are you, Brett?
0: I am... um, I... Okay, so you you you've kind of followed my um my issues with medication over the last few months. Yes. And and I thought things were getting better, and then they went to shit again. Um, and my psychiatrist became so frustrating to me that I um we had a, a bit of a blow up, and I'm not seeing her anymore.
1: That's probably a good thing because it seemed I, like she'd like taken you off of everything that you'd been on for like years.
0: Right, and then just put me through this litany of uh, just bad drug after bad drug and uh, and then would not. Anytime I asked for an explanation, she would just be like, well, I'm a specialist um, and this is my job. And I'm like, y- you suck at it. And I think when you tell someone to go fuck themselves in a psychiatric setting that it probably ends up being like a red flag on your paperwork Although I'm yeah. sure that happens more often than I think.
1: Yeah, it does. I mean okay, so the last time I did that with a psychiatrist, I was sixteen. It did not go well. Um she then <laughs> briefly diagnosed me as being bipolar, which I'm not. And yeah, putting that's... me and putting me on lithium, which I didn't need. Yeah, that's which sucks. was which was really crappy. And and sucks, doing even some other stuff. it. Yeah. It does, but if you don't need it, it's, like, really not a good thing. Um, and she was a weird... Like, she, would like, was very proud of the fact that she'd gone to Johns Hopkins and this and that. And I was like, I don't care. I'm a 16-year-old and I'm depressed. And she was gross, too. Like, she would try to get me to talk to her about, like, my sex life. And, like, I'm 16 and I'm just starting to get a sex life. I'm like, bitch, no. Like, it's none <laughs> of your business. You're gross. And she didn't like how standoffish I was with her and I, the fact that I... She kept pushing this one medicine on me and... I cut a little too close to home and I said, It's like you're being paid by these people.
0: <laughs> My first psychiatrist was clearly paid by Abilify.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this woman was clearly played by Wellbutrin, And I was like, <laughs> I was like, This isn't working anymore. Just let me get off of it. It was great. Now it's not. Like, it's not working well. Can I please do something else? And she's like, No. And then when I'm like, Okay, here's the problem. Like, this doesn't really work um and it, you know like i i need to go to something else i'm depressed terrible and then i you know when i kind of lashed out and, and and before they go fuck yourself was like well you're very clearly being paid by the drug companies like that did not go over well and and it yeah. turned out i was correct i mean you know my mom thought i was crazy and then like it turns <laughs> out i wasn't crazy actually i was completely dead on the money i'm usually a pretty good read of character and things like that And. Yeah, so that's the last time, though, I told a shrink to go fuck herself. But I, I I agree with your larger point, which I bet this happens more frequently than we would think.
0: Yeah. Just because, I mean, so, just
1: the nature of what it is, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I, yes. Well, plus, most of like the, the psychiatrists don't generally have very good bedside manner, which is a horrible thing when you want someone to open up. Exactly. And anyway, so the, the deal was the only way I could get back to the meds I was on before was to take this like big ADHD test. Uh, The one where you hit the space bar a bunch of times and fill out over 400 questions and, and do, yeah, it was, it's crazy. Um, And even then they're not sure they'll give them to me, but I, and and the test costs a thousand dollars and it turned out later, my insurance will cover it, but initially they weren't. So my psychiatrist was asking me to spend a thousand dollars for something that may or may not help my situation and to get a diagnosis that i've already had from three independent <laughs> doctors um but so i took it and it turns out so the the space bar test have you ever seen this no they they it's, it's the screen just flashes letters at you for brief seconds and then they disappear and if it was any letter other than x you hit the space bar but when you see an x you don't do anything oh weird okay and then it comes at uh variable pacing so it'll be like to D- 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 and you'll get into this like manic sp- space bar hitting. Totally. The, I, I, 75% of the X's that came up, I hit the space bar and it turns out I have uh Im- impulsivity issues. I am Shocker. impulsive. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the, I'm shocked,
1: the, dude. I'm totally shocked. Like, never the guy had any, who quit his idea. job
0: after a, a conference call that annoyed him. I know. Never went back to work.
1: The guy who's like you've been clean for a really long time, but has had issues with addiction. Like what? Yeah. Like I'm shocked, Brett.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, that's why they won't give me the like vibe or Which is stupid.
1: It's like, but you've been on that like for years. I yeah, I
0: was on it for ten years and never had a problem. Come on.
1: It's like, dude, they're insane.
0: It is. So anyway, that's where I'm at. That's how I'm doing. How are you doing?
1: I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Um, I am a little bit annoyed right now today, uh, as we record this. How's that? So I'm just gonna quote this from Buzzfeed, and uh, just gonna... I knew I shouldn't have asked. Theres <laughs> so, some Disney stars remade genie in a bottle, and it's dot 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 something. Uh, and uh, Matt Stopera, who wrote the quote, says, "Be ar- be right back." Facing my Im- Mortality, and and he's not wrong. So apparently, there's some Disney star whose name is
0: what? What? I'm sorry. What's her name?
1: Dove Cameron. I've never heard of her. I have no idea. How old is she? I don't know. Probably 15.
0: So younger than that song. Yes. This is this
1: is this is the depressing part. So she covered Christina Aguilera's seminal 1999 Summer Jam classic "Genie in a Bottle," which, first of all, fact that that song is 17 years old is like not okay. I thought,
0: okay. Well, well, it's actually better to me than covering something that just came out last year.
1: I, no, I, what I'm saying is that, not, the
0: song's old enough to be like a classic. worthy is. of covering. Though. I
1: agree, but I don't like the fact that it's old enough to be a classic worthy of covering because that, as that, because it makes me feel old. So
0: this is more about you, of course, Fred. Come on, this show is about us.
1: But not only, not only is this more about me and me feeling old. Um, and not wanting to recognize the fact that a song that came out when I was 16 is now 17 years old. Because if someone else do the math on that, I'm not comfortable with it. But the cover is terrible. So it's auto-tuned to, to, to the hilt. Which, like, the whole point of Christina Aguilera, both, like, her whole career, her entire existence, her whole point is that she has a really good singing voice. Like, that was the thing that made her different than Britney. She wasn't, like, as overtly sexy as britney although i thought the dirty video was way hot you know she didn't have like the the same like like pop star appeal but she She didn't didn't look
0: as good dressed up as a catholic school girl she did not all it is she
1: she she did not but she still looks great but she didn't look as good dressed up like a catholic school girl but it didn't matter because she has like the greatest voice like she had a really good voice and in fact the problem with her was her voice was like significantly better than the material and and you can hear that in genie in a bottle it's like The girl has a really good voice, and you're like, this song is kind of whatever. But then the thing about the song is, and again, to kind of quote BuzzFeed, it's like, uh, and by something I mean nice gowns, but it's completely stripped of its original pro-ho intent. Exactly. So the original song, like, the lyrics are like, you know, you got to rub me the right way, and it's like, but my body's saying let's go, but my heart is saying no. Like, it's a very, like... If you want to be with me, baby, there's a price to pay. Like, but the implication is very much always was in the Christina versus Britney rivalry was that Britney was virginal, even though we all know that she like was not a virgin. Um, (laughs) but but the whole thing was that she was a virgin. It's like I'm gonna be a virgin until I've married Justin Timberlake, and then like that didn't happen. But um,
0: so she's never gotten laid,
1: right? So that was Britney's whole thing. But that was her whole like like the 1998, 1999, 2000. Britney was like virginal Britney, right? Like the whole thing was like you look at her like she's jailbait and like. But, but the idea is that she doesn't actually put out. Whereas Christina Aguilera, not only did she have the voice, but bitch was like, yeah, I, t- I, totally, I totally fuck. I totally get down. Which is part of why me as like a 16-year-old loved, liked her better. I was like, I can respect the person who's just going to be like outright and real and be like, I'm 18 years old. Of course I'm having sex. I'm a pop star. What are you talking about? Of course I'm getting laid. Like To me, that was way more aspirational than like the 18-year-old who's like, I'm going to be a version of am Mary and I just think we should respect the president and, and whatever he does like that sort of thing I'm like dude shut up Brittany but 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 Christine Aguilera was like totally like pro sex and that song even her first single was like a pro sex song so for it to be like mutilated the way that it's been mutilated is pretty terrible and has me in in, in a in a pretty dark place but the worst part <laughs> which is which is which is the the the, the comments apparently on on the uh, Christina Aguilera's "Genie Bottle music video from the past week, um, again Buzzfeed found these, that says, Dove is better than her. P.S. You need more practice. <laughs> Dove Cameron's version is better. I like Dove Cameron's version better. Uh, and people are saying like, I came to see this version after I saw Dove Cameron's version. Anyone came here after Dove's cover? I prefer Dove Cameron's version way better. And so
0: for those just tuning in, we are reading <laughs> YouTube comments out loud as part of a podcast.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, well, it's from a BuzzFeed article. This is what it's come to. <laughs> from a BuzzFeed article. But anyway, the fact remains <laughs> that, as you pointed out, the kids who are commenting on this song, on this cover, not only is the artist who probably covered the song younger than the song, but the, there are children out there, Brett, who never saw the original genie in a bottle video or her song, and and that just that makes me just think about my own mortality and the fact that like I actually am in my thirties and that's very not okay.
0: May I say that out of that crop of female pop stars, when you were that age, yes, Shakira was better in every way oh, than of course all she was. of them. Well, she
1: was a little bit later though; she was like a couple years later. But I agree, she was like hips don't lie; like she was hot and like.
0: She's hot, she could dance like a mofo, yep. and her voice was amazing. It
1: was, and she was... I would
0: still go see her. I never have, but I still would, given the I opportunity. I saw her
1: at a T-Mobile event in New York um, a couple years ago, and it was she was good.
0: Yeah, I bet. No, I, like she, I
1: agree with you. Shakira was definitely like... But, but again, she was a couple years after, but I agree with you. Shakira was great.
0: And um, I think she was also older she, than...
1: Yes, she was.
0: So she had a little more maturity behind it. it Completely, just, the like Brittany and Christina just seemed so, and still seem so, kind of manufactured by a manager. And oh, and they written were for them, and
1: well, Christina wrote a lot of her stuff, but yeah, they were. I mean, Christina had the real talent, and I think that was honestly like they'd been trying to get her album like off the ground for a long time, and then britney came out of nowhere, and they were like. Shit, there's another blonde and she's a better dancer and her, you know, like, you know, her midriff shots are doing really well. We got to push this shit out. So RCA is like, okay, well, we got to push out the the Christina Aguilera album now. So, okay, fine. But like, you know, she'd been trying like she got signed. They both were on the Mickey Mouse Club together. And she was, you know, Britney Spears, nobody gave a shit about on the Mickey Mouse Club. She was on for, like, one season and no one cared about her. But, like, Christina Aguilera, like, they would, like, give her singing parts because they were like, oh, well, this girl clearly has talent. Like, there will be something here. But she wasn't, like, she she never popped the, the way, and a pop culture phenomenon, the way Britney did. Although, I will say, I do think the Dirty Video was, like, hot and, like, just, like, raunchy. And I was, I, I always appreciated Christina Aguilera's, like, unfiltered sexuality in especially in the face of, of britney Spears's is like versional bullshit but 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 i but but i will totally agree with you that i think that shakira was like the completely like hotter than both of them and like better
0: and i don't think she came from the mickey mouse club she
1: did not she
0: i feel like that's that should be a red flag
1: oh um... Uh, When our
0: pop stars are uniformly being produced by Disney?
1: uh, Yeah, no, but that's just, that's how it's always worked. I mean, the monkeys, I mean, honestly, this is how the
0: monkeys were uh, that.
1: uh, I'm sorry. A lot of pop musicians, like they come from factory settings. Right. But the monkeys
0: weren't as good as many of their contemporaries. Of course
1: they weren't. Although some of their original stuff was good. And I'm I'm just saying that a lot of this stuff, like, yeah, you, you find kind of have to create these camps these scenarios where you kind of raise pop stars. Disney is a good place for that because you can have these kids in these environments where they're working with professionals. They can learn to dance. They can learn to sing. They can, you know, learn how to smile and do interviews for a camera. Like these are all important skills. If you're going to be a pop star, I mean, even Rihanna, who is like the anti pop star, but a total pop star in and of herself. She was discovered by somebody when she was like 15 and You know, she's she does not like the Mickey Mouse Club. No, no, she lived in Barbados, but but I bet that if there was a Barbados version of the Mickey Mouse Club, she would have been like cast for that, but you know what I mean? But they totally (laughs) swept her away and were like, okay, let's turn you into a pop star now. We're gonna send you to kind of a weird boot camp, and they did like that's what happens. I mean, Beyonce, who's arguably like the greatest diva of our time right now, right?
0: I'll give her, I'll give her greatest diva.
1: Of our time, I'm not saying of all time, I'm saying of yes. our time.
0: Uh, no, I, okay. I get it.
1: Yeah, so she, you know, was in Destiny's Child, and before Destiny's Child, her father started, it was called Girl's Time, okay? She'd been literally been doing this hustle and she was eight years old. Like, I just think that, I don't know. I mean, Tommy Mottola saw Mariah Carey and was like, I'm going to make this bitch famous and then fuck her and then make her my wife, and then she's like, and I'm going to divorce your ass and 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 be crazy, but like... And, and, and do a movie called uh, uh, Glitter. uh What was it called? Uh, not Glitter. Uh, what was the Mariah Care movie called?
0: Um, <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> Brett's so bored already. This is already one of our best shows.
0: Did you get it out of your system?
1: I did. I'm done. The and Disney it was called star thing? Yeah, I did. I'm done. It was called Glitter. It, it was called Glitter. And uh, it, it was like this weird biopic movie that almost ruined her career. And in fact, like, she had like a bajillion dollar contract with one of the labels. And they were like, yes, yeah, so you know what? We're going to actually buy you out. Because this was such a flop, and then she signed an even bigger deal with island of sham. Anyway, go so Mariah. Is is the.
0: Is that the moral of the story? That is the moral
1: of the story. It, the moral of the story really is that I'm old, and I'm not comfortable with it, and that I don't like the fact that there are kids today who hear a genie in the bottle cover that's not even a good cover, and go to Christina Aguilera's Vivo page and are like, I like the Dove Cameron version better. Like,
0: So how old were you when you started saying kids today?
1: I think that it just happened. So it just happened. You're officially happened. old. I'm officially I'm sorry. old. Sorry,
0: I'm sorry, Christina. I know, me too. You just crossed the threshold. I did just
1: cross the threshold. Okay, move on.
0: <laughs> Goddamn kids.
1: Goddamn um, kids.
0: Well, since we're kind of in a, a very uh, seriously pop realm, yeah. I, have you been watching Broad City?
1: Yes, 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 yes. This,
0: okay, so, so I've always enjoyed Broad City, Thanks. but it's always been kind of a quirky, fun show. This season, they kicked overdrive. Well, because they got like a bigger contract and kind of had to amp it up, but they did it really well. Done it so well. Insanely good.
1: No, it's been so good. And um, it's, uh, they've still got, uh, there's um, another episode airs tonight as we record this. We've got like four more episodes left of the season. I am. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um, it's it, some of the cameos that they're having. I mean, like the Hillary Clinton cameo was just great.
0: I just saw uh, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, the boy in Bob's Burgers.
1: Um, uh, Eugene Melman. Gene-
0: e- yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw him as an exterminator.
1: Yeah. 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 He was great. He was great. <laughs> I mean, they, they've had like a, just like looking at the people they've had this season. Like they had like um, um, Melissa Leo. Uh, in the co-op episode, uh, yeah. which was great. And um, uh, Alan Alda, uh, ha- have you have you seen the Hillary l- episode yet?
0: I don't think so. Okay. that's not ringing a bell.
1: Okay, so there's an episode where Hillary makes a cameo, but Alan Alda is in it too. And it, I
0: thought I'd seen them all. Though, when was this episode out? Two weeks ago. Oh, I better go back and look.
1: Yeah, the 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 one last week was the one where they go to Philadelphia, where they visit with Abby's dad.
0: Um, wow, I it, it, am I behind? Yeah. How far? Why? I don't know. Is Hulu? Are you watching this on network or Hulu? I'm
1: watching it on network. I'm watching it on because Hulu only has like they're they're a little bit behind. I've been watching it on cc.com. You can use your cable login and watch them on okay. cc.com.
0: Okay, well, I'll do that because I feel like you're talking about a whole nother level that I haven't even experienced yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm I, excited. It,
1: it it it's really good. So, um, yeah, no, but this season has just been on point. Like, just I mean. I, I love the two of them so much. Their their comedic stylings together are just so good, and the season has just really been like on fire.
0: Yes, there have been a lot of bad sitcoms this year. There have, and a whole lot of really bad sitcoms. But those things like that, it's Broad City is kind of a it's a whole new kind. If I can use the word paradigm without getting punched, uh, it's it's a it's a turn in the idea of sitcom slash reality slash comedy it's it's there's really nothing else like it on tv right now
1: no there's not and i was having this conversation with my uh my co-worker adario and like he kind of feels like abby you know is like a very close representation of every single girl in like you know in, like the the 25 to 30 age range or whatever who lives in new york city Well,
0: see, and that's what's weird for me is I don't relate to anyone. Which you don't have to, but but if you do, (laughs) you don't have to. You don't have to, but 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 if you do,
1: like if you do live in New York, if you are a girl, like you can relate to certain things. But I mean, but literally, like it 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 so I think taps into kind of like the zeitgeist of what it is to be like a young person. Um, Even if you don't totally relate, you still like understand.
0: Do you know what the headlines were where I live today? What was that? Um, The school board voted on a budget and the Elks Lodge decided which Boy Scout troop they were going to donate to. That's the front page in my town today. And I realized, reading that, you know, I I, I don't mind that. I would rather have that than, you know, a notice about a killing spree.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's fair. Uh, although, I mean, that's just boring.
0: I you See, that's the thing, though, is in this day and age, I see... The entire world's news, you know, and I I kind of like being separated from all the scary as hell headlines that I see every day. So, you know, I feel connected to everything that's going on worldwide and still comfortable and safe in my little Minnesota town. I'm good with it. I've lived in Brooklyn. I'm good with this. It's good.
1: Well, good for you. I'm glad I'm glad that you're good with it. Um. (laughs) I, I
0: was that a pat on the head Do you no, want No, I'm
1: not that's not a pat on the <laughs> head. I'm saying I'm glad and I'm I'm genuinely like happy that like that's that's the case for you. I I'm genuinely happy too. I just like for me, I'm just like, okay. Like great. Um Just
0: wait till you get a few years older. No, you'll probably you, you have a you have a personality that thrives, I think, in the city.
1: It does. And mine it, dies there. <laughs> That's you know, that's that's okay. Um I mean a lot of people I think like just don't like love the city and that's okay, you know, but I really like it. So
0: Yeah. That was a weird I derailed that you very did. effectively. You did,
1: but it's okay. I mean it works for us.
0: So what would you like to talk about next? I made a list. You, you did make pick. a list.
1: I'm looking through it. <laughs> um so uh let's uh let's talk about um the, uh, the the rumors of Indiana Jones 5. This will be back with both Harrison Ford and uh, Steven Spielberg.
0: I think that's called, like, the crystal hip bone or something? I
1: think so. I think so. Um, I'm down for it.
0: I, I, I honestly, I I don't know what to expect. I was never a huge Indiana Jones kid. I yeah. saw them. Same. I didn't care.
1: I mean, I wasn't, like, a huge person either. Like, it was just one of those things cool um
0: i do like harrison ford i do
1: too i enjoy harrison ford and i love he Smith doesn't
0: not, he doesn't have a broad range he does I mean, not han solo is harrison ford is han solo and well and- Deckard is his like furthest departure and still it was han solo yeah
1: although i mean he i'm not trying to think like, working girl there are there are movies where he can he he look he plays like the charming asshole very well
0: That's what he does.
1: That's what he does, and it works. But he could do that in a lot of contexts, so I'm not opposed to it. And (laughs) and here's the thing: I I, just
0: changed the background.
1: Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, But I but I love Steven Spielberg, and you know, like the last uh, movie, uh, the Indiana Jones movie was pretty terrible because of the whole like Elijah, uh, what's his face, Uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf thing. And apparently, that was not like Spielberg. Like, didn't really want any part of that. That was like all George Lucas.
0: Wasn't that Transformers? I don't know if I saw the last. uh
1: well, no, Transformers was, was Shia LaBeouf too, but but uh, no, know, he was the last indie film, which was like ten years ago or whatever Shia LaBeouf was in, and and apparently was at the behest of, of George Lucas, and um and this time apparently rumors are to be believed, like George Lucas will like not be involved, which I mean, frankly, look, it worked out really well for Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, like yeah, I, I'm I'm fully on board with be with like not having, um lucas involved with stuff because when when he has here's the problem like he has really good ideas and he can like get a good story out and then like his execution like he just gets more and more muddled with it and then i mean at a certain point i think in his career and and i would think we would all agree that that point was probably howard the duck it just became apparent that like (laughs) we should stop listening to anything this man says he kind of becomes like Waz a little bit
0: where it's well, like, yeah, keep, and, keep and then he went back and ruined his previous work.
1: Right, completely, because he, like, can't stop. Like, he literally can't yeah. stop. But it's one of those things where, like, everybody, like, reveres him as they should because he's, you know, George Lucas. But at a certain point, you want to be like, dude, like, you haven't actually been relevant in a really long time. So let's just let the people who are still making stuff good, like, let's just it let sounds them like It sounds like how
0: I feel about religion. And I guess that makes sense because... The whole Star Wars thing is kind of a religion is kind of a for religion. a good portion of the population.
1: It it absolutely is.
0: And it was relevant once.
1: It was. And <laughs> and what it happens just like with religion, sometimes you need like a smaller place to be like, yep. This is this is necessary now for all of us to uh we we, we need new blood in to to tell us.
0: <laughs> yes. Um but the the sequel I'm actually excited about is John Wick 2. Yeah. I adore the first John Wick. It wasn't... The acting was passable. Actually kind of fun, but not like, let's give these people an Oscar. But the premise was so simple and solid. And the hit count, the, the headshot count, was exactly what I've always wanted in any action movie. I just want to see one guy just never have to deliver a clever line... Before he shoots someone in the face.
1: Yeah. I think I don't
0: feel like that needs uh, a Bruce Willis kind of yippee-ki-yay line.
1: No, I mean, it's nice when you have it if it, like, fits, right?
0: Right. But, like, Uh, if it doesn't
1: fit, then, like, yeah, I'm totally with you.
0: I like it when the bad guy delivers a line that deserves a response, and the response is a bullet. That's very satisfying to me. Um, But the the talk about John, to make a sequel to that is... Actually a very ominous challenge, I think, um, because it was so meticulous and they, you know, invented a whole new, like, they called it gun-fu, this whole style of fighting. And I think John Wick 2 is going to turn gun-fu into gun-car-fu more. And I'm excited just because the first one was so well-planned and executed. Yeah. And such great cars. And such great, like the fight scenes weren't annoyingly unbelievable. Like he occasionally missed. That's nice to see. He got hit a bunch.
1: Yeah, that is always nice to see. <laughs> like you don't see that in a lot of action movies where people are like, oh, like let's like prove that, you know, they're fallible. Cause that's usually not the case.
0: <laughs> right. No, I, I'm that one. I'm excited about Indiana Jones five. I might see sometime in the next five, 10 years.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, you'll totally watch it on your Apple TV and like, be, down <laughs> with it. be down with My it. My wife
0: will enjoy it more. My wife actually named a dog after Indiana Jones. Really? The dog she owned when I met her was named Indy.
1: That's cute. That's really yeah. cute. Um, okay, so you saw Vacation recently.
0: yes and despite mediocre reviews i laughed the whole way through I laughed it was too. hilarious I enjoyed there were a it. couple of points where it went too far it
1: did it did and it was it was, it was a really raunchy movie i do understand why the reviews were kind of mediocre though cuz it kind of went i mean it was like it was it's pretty raunchy, but i thought i thought it was really funny it,
0: it it's it's it felt like like watching national lampoon when i was 12
1: right it's a total kid like sense of humor movie like it's a total like adolescent yeah. boy humor movie which I think is probably why again like I I think that's probably why why the reviews were like um hmm you know because adolescent boys don't do professional movie reviews
0: speaking of cameos though yeah uh, the absolute best cameo invocation is actually the best cameo I've seen in a long time was uh the truck driver yeah was Daryl uh Norman Reedus yeah (laughs) after uh, that whole time and yeah, I I absolutely think Norman Reedus is the coolest actor in Hollywood.
1: Oh, he's great, he's great. So you know one of the guys and Chris
0: Hemingway is the best looking. He's so
1: good, and and, and it, they're
0: both in this movie. I
1: know, and Chris Chris like his his. Uh, he, he,
0: oh, sorry, I said Hemingway, didn't I? You did. Um, uh, and Chris Hemsworth.
1: Hemsworth, yes. Uh, the fake pianist that he had was so great, like that was really really a good. That was just hilarious.
0: I did you watch the slides at the end? Yeah, <laughs> when it was the accidental uh, long dong hanging out of the the swim trunks. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just smiling. It was good. I mean,
1: because if you're him, how could you not like, like be like, this is awesome?
0: Yeah, he he played it well. Um, but then I watched because the mediocre reviews turned into a really great movie for me I thought I'd give Daddy's Home a chance uh, it had a 30% Rotten Tomatoes rating so I was like hey let's try it You know, spend my five bucks watch Daddy's Home I was really excited because the last time Farrell and Wahlberg were together it was a riot Like I've watched uh, the other guys so many times I still think it's some of Farrell's best work I totally agree and Daddy's Home was horrible
1: that's really disappointing.
0: Horrible. I couldn't. I. I. We talked about stopping watching it about halfway through, but you know, you, just wanted you spend to five bucks, you'd just finish it, and then complain about it. But it was bad. Yeah, that's really I disappointing. Cause, sad. Because I love
1: the the other guys. That was like great. You know, and 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 I think that for comedy in general, we've talked about this before on this podcast. Like I think Mark Wahlberg is like one of the best. Like, he doesn't get his due a lot, but I think he's really good. And obviously, Will Ferrell is is amazing. So that's really disappointing. Although, I mean, you know, that that movie did not do well at the box office, and uh, I guess that's why, you know? but, But it always struck me the premise always was even weird, because it's like, Deadbeat Dad... And nice. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way, you, the, the, it, I Just seeing, like, the, the trailers for it, it just made it seem like there's no way that you can have a premise where you're going to like both of these guys. Because one of the guys, clear, <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Well, and you don't by the end. You hate everybody, including the female lead that they pigeonholed into this passive stander by. It's her ex-husband and her new husband. And she just lets everything happen. She doesn't she doesn't have a say in anything and even in a non-feminist world i like old christian mother wives that i know have way more control over situations totally
1: and and, and frankly <laughs> like it makes me feel bad for like linda cardinelli who like that's like or Cardellini, like that that's what she's doing you know cuz she's a really good actress
0: yeah and she's pretty she's very pretty i think i think that i think she was horribly cast in that though
1: Yeah, I mean, but she's like... In
0: fact, I don't think anyone would have been good in that part. I would have hated any character that had to read those lines.
1: Yeah, no, and I think that's probably fair. I mean, from what it sounds (laughs) like, but it just seems like also it doesn't make... You know what also doesn't make sense? Like, as just a woman, like, how do you go from being with Mark Wahlberg to Will Ferrell?
0: Well, okay, I can explain that. Okay. At some point, you want someone you could actually live with for more than an hour at a time.
1: right. No, and I can't get that. It's just it seems weird to like he's older in, in a, he's older than Mark Wahlberg in a level that is I don't know. It just, just it it doesn't seem to make sense to me. Just the I don't I don't know. It just doesn't make sense.
0: Uh, oddly, that's the only part of the plot that did not make sense to me.
1: You're like you're like this was fine. It's just yeah.
0: It's just everything. Everything else. else. Okay. This whole area over here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, good comedy, bad comedy. And then there was uh, what was uh, Batman versus someone uh, came out. Did you? Yeah, Batman. You know what I'm super, talking about. I
1: do, I do, it, it, I, <laughs> I I've heard of this movie. It's called Batman versus Superman.
0: And why did they make this?
1: Yeah, so I saw it um, well before it came out. I saw it at, at the premiere at Radio City Music Hall, um, and uh, I mean, to me, it was a two and a half hour preamble for a Justice League movie. Fair enough. So, I mean, kind of the way I kind of looked at it is they're kind of like, okay, you know, Marvel has done really well with all of its, you know, films and with Avengers. Right. So,
0: so let's do the DC equivalent.
1: Yeah, and so th- that's kind of what this was, and I
0: but think Marvel just did it. Marvel had better characters, and they franchise so much better than they, DC they they,
1: they, did. they, they do, and I think the problem too, if I'm being totally honest, is that, um. It's like, I didn't hate the movie like a lot of people do. Like a lot Actually,
0: of I heard a lot of people say, if I wasn't so morally opposed to the idea, it was actually a really good movie. I haven't seen it, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that it's not the worst movie ever. Like, let me just be very <laughs> clear with that. But it's also not the it best. It was
0: better than Daddy's Home.
1: It was definitely better than Daddy's Home. But it was, <laughs> you know, there were parts of it that were good. Here's my problem with it. The cast was actually really decent. I think all the actors actually did a really good job. The problem, at least for me, was like the script. It was all over the place. There were all kinds of plot holes. There was all kinds of just like you're like, what, what what's going on? You know, why is this happening? And and you're kind of at a certain point where you're like, What? You know, like you're almost at like it's You're kind of wanting wondering what the general point is. And so I um I basically Sorry, I'm, I'm like losing my train of thought. I was trying to install something and not paying attention. Okay. Um, you're you
0: know, installing things while you're talking to me.
1: I, I'm ADD. Shut up. No. Okay. So <laughs> the, the problem was, you know, the, the script was terrible and the actors were really good. And so you have these actors, like you have Amy Adams, you have Holly Hunter, you have, you know, even Ben Affleck, you have these people who are really good actors, Jesse Eisenberg, who just are not given enough to do with the source material. And then because there are literally so many loose ends and plot points, like nobody's on screen for that long. So like Wonder Woman is on screen for seven minutes and I think she gets like four lines and you know, yeah, she's going to get her own movie and that'll be great. And she was great when she was on screen, but she was barely there at all. Batman I will say this. I was really concerned that Affleck was going to ruin Batman. He didn't ruin, ruin Batman, but he also wasn't, like, great either. Like, he was decent, but it was one of those things where I was like, okay, I guess I'm giving you, like, a pat on the head. Good job for not messing up. But at the same <laughs> time, like, to go from, you know, Christian Bale Batman, which is so great, to him, it's still kind of a shock. You know, He was a good
0: Batman, wasn't he? Amazing Bale. Batman. Bale. Yeah, yeah.
1: Bale. Well, and, and that's the problem, right? So you literally, it's not one of those things where you had, like, you know Michael Keaton who was a good Batman and then you had Val Kilmer and George Clooney who were like not and and then there was like you know like a, a solid you know decade or more like 12 years and, and and then you have you know Bale like this was literally like you know 4 years after um you know the last Batman film with Bale and like that was a really good Batman so you're almost wondering like why you know what i mean yeah
0: well and and i i'm looking at Chris to Rio or Terrio, uh one of the writers, one of the main writers for Dawn of Justice or whatever, yeah. and his next work is currently in production: the Justice League Part One. So yeah. I feel like, yeah, it really was.
1: It was a complete setup for the whole thing, prequel. and it, it was a complete prequel for the whole thing. And, and like, okay, look, if you want to, like, if you want that to be the case, like, that's fine, like, that's that's totally okay. Except it just seems like, you know, there are other things you could do, and. It, I don't know if it needed to be as long as it was. Um, you didn't... Un- I never really understood the fundamental, like, ism between Batman and Superman. And, you know, they, they kind of said, you know, oh, you know these two towns are, you know, like, across the river from one another. And and you know, in the first film, Superman um, actions ended up destroying parts of Gotham. And so that's why Batman's really mad. But yet it still doesn't understand, like, like why he would be so xenophobic and weird and just, like, angry. We're talking
0: about a superhero who can spin the world and change exactly. time
1: exactly you
0: know, and somehow he lives separately from a, a city across the river
1: well i mean it, it, it's, <laughs> it's it's more i mean they're aware of one another or but but you know they don't really come into contact and and, and batman seems to not care about superman until you know superman's actions end up kind of impeding on on Gotham and 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 you know his one of his buildings crashes and then he's
0: all butthurt but like they have such small world views
1: they they do well well Batman does I mean Superman does not <laughs> because Superman is Superman but
0: Superman can fly around the whole world he and can it will
1: and you know and and he's obviously very devoted to, to, to Lois Lane um I don't know it's just it's not the best movie it's not the worst movie watch it I wouldn't necessarily pay to see it in the theater like no
0: I'll, I'll wait till it's mm-hmm. on... Netflix or maybe pay the five bucks yeah pay the five on bucks iTunes. on
1: iTunes but like it's one of those movies like it, it's not as terrible as the critics or some of the critics are making it out but it's not as good as the fanboys are saying either and, and to me <laughs> all I really took away with it was okay so this was just a gigantic setup for a justice League movie that will be disappointing
0: yeah that sounds about right Two Justice League movies. Two actually. Justice League movies. I know they've announced I, they Justice have. League Part Two already.
1: Of course they have. Of well, they have. wouldn't
0: have called the first one Part One if there wasn't a Part Two, so that this seems obvious. Um, speaking of superheroes, though, uh, the new season of Daredevil is on Netflix, and I've watched it all. Yay! And it is, it's excellent. I absolutely adore. I haven't seen
1: it yet, but um, I have seen photos of the um, uh, the Punisher, and he's hot.
0: And The Punisher, they've announced a spinoff.
1: Nice. uh,
0: Coming to Netflix, which which I assume they're going to have to make pretty fast because if another season of Daredevil comes out, it'll conflict... Uh, spinoff spin off storyline and right. I think.
1: Well they, they, they kind of alternate the periods and whatnot. So maybe that's what they were filming outside my office, not Daredevil. Like I thought it was Daredevil because of the way that the, the, the roof shots were setting up and I took a photo and people were like, Oh but Daredevil season two just came out. I'm like, well it must be season three, but maybe it was Punisher.
0: It could very well be Punisher. And it's the I don't remember the actor's name, but Punisher is the guy from the first season of The Walking Dead, the like the cop buddy. Yeah. And that freaks me out because I hated that guy and I was glad to see him die in The Walking Dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. Spoiler five alert. seasons ago. Spoiler five alert. Five
1: seasons ago. If you haven't caught up to this, then, then you're going to be really upset.
0: That show is upsetting me. It, the Walking episode Dead? seems so short now. Like they've slowed the plot development down to a point where you feel like it's just getting going when the credits roll. Yeah. And and that's that's great because I'm obviously very hooked on the show. But every week now it's like watching the second season of Lost where you're just like, no, it can't explain more. And yeah, I'm getting, um, I guess I'm jonesing between weeks now. I almost wish I had just waited this whole season and then binged it over a weekend. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Where are we? Um, Oh, we're going to take a sponsor break. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Backblaze, personal and business backup for Macs and PCs. It's unlimited online backup for documents, music, photos, videos, and all of the user data that you don't wanna lose. Uh, you can try it for free with no risk and no credit card required at backblaze.com overtired. And there's no throttling and upload threading means that you can back up really fast. Backblaze has backed up well over 200 petabytes of data, and has restored over 10 billion files. iPhone and Android apps are available to access all of your smaller files on the go. Plus there's online access to all of your files from anywhere you have an internet connection. You can restore by mail available for larger restores and you can even send the drive back for a refund. There are native applications for Mac and PC, external drives included, and there's no add-ons, gimmicks, or additional charges. Just $5 a month per computer for unlimited, unthrottled online backup. Overtired listeners can get a two-week free trial by going to backblaze.com slash overtired. Thanks again to Backblaze. So, the uh, the Apple FBI thing came to a, uh, we'll call it a fizzle.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, but, th- this battle did anyway.
0: Right, well, and that's the thing is, so the, the FBI said, oh, never mind. We got it. Right. And a claim that a third party is helping them crack the iPhone. Which, of course, I guarantee you Apple's in court right now demanding that the FBI explain Um, how they are to do I'm sure that they are,
1: and I'm equally sure, especially after I talked to lawyers about this yesterday, that they're going to have absolutely no
0: luck with that. Well, and that's the thing, is I think they're bluffing. I think they realized what a disaster. I
1: don't. I don't.
0: The, I Because mean, it would go to the Supreme Court, and I imagine it uh, eventually will. That's the thing is when I say fizzle, well, there's still a fuse burning.
1: Well, there's still a fuse burning. There's still uh, 13 other cases um, pending with all writs requests, including a case in New York where a judge, one judge has already ruled in Apple's favor, and there's already been an appeal, and there's 12 other all writs um, act cases open too. So – I agree this might eventually go to the Supreme Court, but ultimately I think really what everybody's wanted from this, including Apple, is they want this to go to the legislator. They want it to go to Congress, not to the judiciary. And and that's a much tougher battle for the government because I think they thought that this would be the sort of case where they could start to kind of like hammer down the, you know, it's all about our national security and, and how dare you be un American and not help us get into this phone. But and then get
0: easy judicial precedent set um, and not have to worry about passing bills. Well and-
1: well they thought, but I also think that they realized as soon as they went in front of Congress that this is probably the sort of thing where you, a judge agrees to this, but it's still going to go to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court is probably going to be like, look, there's no law in place, and this is not what this law is designed for. So right. who, re- who really knows? I mean, I feel like that all of this has been kind of been a, a protracted battle to get this in front of Congress, but I, I will say this. I know I've heard from a lot of people that they don't believe the FBI actually got into this phone. I do. I believe they got into the phone, and I'll tell you why. It's not that the FBI wouldn't lie because, of course, the FBI would lie. I don't think, though, that the local prosecutor would lie. I think that it's important in this case to understand that there have been a couple of different masters being served. So on the one hand, you have the local prosecutors in San Bernardino who just want to solve a case. And they are being told by the FBI, you know, probably incorrectly in some respects, but for whatever reason, they're being told by the FBI, the only way we can get access to this phone is if Apple helps us. So they, they filed the, the legal paperwork. And then you have the Department of Justice who files briefs on behalf of that, and, and and they're obviously doing it to maybe get the bigger precedent setting and to make a bigger deal out of the issue. And the FBI is obviously pushing for this too because they want um, you know, to have precedent or you know law telling them that they can get access to these devices. So I right. feel like the, the big picture stuff from the FBI and from the Department of Justice was obviously about more than this case. But I do firmly believe – the prosecutors on the local level just want to get into the phone, and I don't, I don't see them lying and, and and carrying water for the Department of Justice and and the FBI if there wasn't if they didn't really get access to the phone. I don't see them doing that. Maybe that's naive of me, but I feel like it's a little bit overly conspiratorial to start assuming that they're in cahoots with the big government on this. When most of the time, most prosecutors I've spoken to just want to solve their case they don't care as much about the outside noise I maybe mean, they, they see all that happening with this case but they finally just want to get into the phone and so i i also don't believe that apple security is so great that there wouldn't be a zero day or some other method that could get them into this i feel like the fbi was just overplaying its hand in all of its filings where it said over and over and over again only apple can help us that was because they were hoping to call someone's bluff and you know in this case it Turns out, look, actually, there are ways to get into the phone, which i I believe that
0: i i will need I will need to see the way, and they're not going to tell us
1: they're not going but to tell even, us, but I mean even
0: it's not a software hack. this is going to have to be a hardware hack, and the best guess in the security community seems to be that it could be done with lasers and acid well, that's which part is of it, yes. tricky. Difficult if they pulled it off, they would still only get partial data from the well.
1: That it completely depends on what method they're going through. Because I've also talked to people in the security community who believe that there's been zero days for iOS 9 for a while that could have been impacted. This
0: so it was noted that there were two security releases, uh, one after the start of this trial and another one the day after the FBI dropped the case. Totally,
1: totally, and and there were security releases of iOS 9. In, in the months beforehand like we don't know what version of iOS 9 this phone was running. So there's there's definitely possibilities that there will be holes to get into this. And and this is the sort of thing that companies, you know, like hoard. I mean, that's why there are there are jailbreaks that well, can get into iOS they 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 look, there are software tools that can get into iOS 8. It's it's if not If there's a
0: hole in that particular phone security that has been patched for everybody else, I I'm happy let the FBI have it. That's great, problem solved. Yeah. Because they can't apply that to no. the rest of us well, then. Well,
1: I mean, honestly, that's what I think. I feel like no matter what method they used, I don't feel like this is the sort of method that can be used over and over again. I feel like that's one important thing. We don't know what the method was, but I feel right. like. Right. Well, in
0: the problem, the problem to me is more that if they had gotten a court to set a precedent, that it wouldn't matter what the hack was, it no. would matter that the court could make exactly. companies do that. To- to- and so that's currently off the table for right now
1: for right now but there will be other cases and it's not going to go away but I, no. I i just feel like it. some people are like oh well there's no way the fbi got on i'm like look i'm not saying apple has bad security i'm just saying i don't think that even they've never gone out of their way to say like where you have the best security in the industry because they they don't you know i mean they're that's why they have to release like patches i mean they do a really good job of patching their stuff but i mean they're like any other company you know um and frankly, like, I'll be I'll be even more honest. If the FBI wants to develop their own tools to creating backdoors and getting into phones, I'm all for them doing that. That's Apple's responsibility to patch that stuff. What I'm opposed to is the government telling Apple that they have to let them in. Yeah. But I'm completely That's... okay with any company, whether it's government or local or whatever, finding ways into something. If you can find a way into it, like, okay, good on you.
0: Although I'd rather think that companies are making things that they can't find ways into.
1: I mean, I would like that too, but like, you know
0: which is what i believe about apple i believe they're honestly creating i think they're encrypted trying phones i agree that I they so that it, it's like the less you know if, if you oh, don't completely. know if they can't torture it out oh, of you com- kind le- of thing. oh
1: completely but i but, 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 there, but there's always a trade-off <laughs> with that right like i mean one of the things is you know if you encrypt iCloud backups one of the reasons you don't do that a because it kind of creates problems if you're trying to retrieve stuff but b, like if there is like a problem like you forget a password or you do something else and you've got two factor on like you that's that's an SOL situation. But if everything is encrypted by default, even though that's more secure, there are a lot of situations where people don't necessarily care. They're just like, look, I just want access to my photos. And now you're telling me you can't access my photos because my backup's encrypted and I don't know my password. Like, there's got to be a balance somewhere, you know, between like providing good customer service and, um, you know, security. And sometimes that trade off, plenty of regular people are okay with the trade off of giving up some of the security if it means that when they really need stuff, they can get it.
0: It's the old security versus convenience argument. It is,
1: and and, and it's not an easy one to solve, you know, and, and I think that Apple does care a lot about security and a lot about privacy, and I think that that's, I, I don't, like, have any doubt of that at all. I just, I'm not going to put them on some pedestal and pretend like they're the most secure company in the world because they're not, and that's not a criticism of them. It's just a fact. It's just, like, they've never, like, made that their big selling point. That's what BlackBerry does. Now, BlackBerry, I've heard a lot of things about their security, not all of them good, but, like, that's literally what their like mission statement is, is that we are the most secure place period like that's never been apple's value prop they're we're the easiest to use and we're the best all around and yeah but, we want our but, things to be
0: secure I mean you look at if uh if you rank all of the various sms/chat slash oh, chat totally. methods yeah,
1: apple comes out really far ahead totally yeah uh,
0: they they make they focus on convenience yes. that's their selling point because the people that would buy something because it was uber secure are generally it's a smaller segment of the population so they focus on creating beautiful easy to use products but they've done overall one of the best jobs in the industry of, of making things secure like they iCloud doesn't collect your information uh they're not they're not amassing uh personal data no, on not. their customers their their communications channels are some of the most secure available anywhere
1: yes. yeah i i totally so agree i totally I, agree I'm, but i'm but, saying yeah, I agree, I agree with that. I'm just I don't want to start the meme that they're infallible because I feel like that's one of the things that's happening where people are like, "Oh, well the well, government could never get in." Okay, well, well As soon
0: as you say they're infallible, then the entire hacker community wants to prove you wrong. Right, so, and that's the so thing. So you just never mention it.
1: Well, but I'm just saying, for a lot of you know, for, for years I'm just saying like you know, people have been finding bugs in their systems and reporting them, and and Apple's had a mixed track record when it comes to responding to that stuff as quickly as they that's should. True. They, they've gotten a lot better with it, but they've had a mixed track record. Like let's not be like completely up their assholes, like there are pros and cons to this stuff. I just feel like people who are immediately questioning whether the FBI got in, I don't think that's the case. I'm actually going to take the government at their word here, not because I trust the FBI, but because I don't think local prosecutors would be saying this stuff. Now, do I think they got anything of value off the phone? No, I don't. And I think that that's fundamentally was one of the kind of the weak points of this case. But I think if I look back on this, I almost feel like what happened was you have this case where you have prosecutors asking for access to stuff and then making decisions that, that you know, impeded with them maybe getting access, like changing the iCloud password and, and other stuff. And then you have um, basically the FBI and the Department of Justice light bulb going off and being like, oh... This would be a really good case to make a test thing out of, not realizing that they're going up against the the most powerful company in the world, that they're going up against a company who has a really good PR team, who has really good lawyers, and who's actually going to fight them on this, and is actually going to take it to public opinion and and be okay with looking bad in some people's eyes to actually fight this, and then not counting on the fact that there are going to be some realities when it comes to the case itself that aren't going to play that well, even in front of Congress, where people are going to be like, well, wait a minute, is there actually any way of getting into this? Or is there anything of value rather if we do get into it? And I think that all those things kind of came together and like made the government look bad. One lawyer I talked to yesterday said, you know, that the government lives to fight another day, and I think he's right. You know, I mean I think that the cynical view would be that they, they, they took the, the way out so that they could continue to fight forward in other cases, but I'm not gonna be so cynical as to believe that they never got into the phone to begin with.
0: We'll agree to disagree. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I I, I want to say thanks to Backblaze again before we wrap up. Yes, thank you, Backblaze. Uh, so remember to get your two week free trial at Backblaze.com/overtired, and uh, and you can find Overtired on Twitter at O V R T R D. Yeah, we tweet which, a lot from that account. Oh, tons. tons! It's like a it's a hub. It is a hub of, of activity.
1: activity. It's a it's complete <laughs> hub of activity. I mean, I'm trying to look at like when was the last time we tweeted anything from it.
0: I think my last tweet from it was a reply to someone else, but um,
1: yeah, March eighteenth, and then we're now this is now March thirtieth. Uh, so yeah, we are really, really good at this account.
0: Yeah. Hey, but it's there. But it and is it, there, and you should it, follow. It gives us. people a, a unified place to yell at us. It does.
1: It does. So we and we appreciate all of you who uh, follow us. You should follow us on that. You should also follow Brett. You're at uh, TT scoff on Twitter. Correct.
0: And you're at film underscore girl. Like actual underscore character. Yeah, the actual that underscore. Would be too long. That
1: would be too long. That would be the whole, like that would kind of go against the whole 140 characters thing. You can also yeah. leave us um, reviews on iTunes. So after you follow us on Twitter, you should leave a review for us on iTunes because it really helps.
0: It does. It, helps us it does. We get sponsors like Backblaze and 1Password. And...
1: and and it helps us climb the ratings and frankly, like make this feel good.
0: Yeah, I feel I feel warm and fuzzy. It's great. It is great. Um, I think this is the first episode I said the F word. Ha 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 ha. I, you say it I do say uh, it Pretty frequently now But I've always held back But I, this time It was part of a legitimate story Yeah I wasn't just like effing this and effing that But I, I said it So I, I busted my F-bomb cherry Yes! Yes! Shit, fuck, damn hell Now it's a Explicit episode So <laughs> Good talking to you, Christina Good
1: talking to you, Brett It's asleep. sleep
0: You too The system is going down now